0: From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Archie and his boys, we discuss unique matter. We won't be satisfied until we hang on all the Us two goofy guys go by names of Warren and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Well, this is the beginning of the show, and what we do at the beginning of the show now, because we're partners with Peegs, is we we mentioned that we're partners with Peegs. Yeah,
2: we should do a podcast where all we do is talk about how excited we are that we are part of Peegs.com. We
0: we already did the first one for the last one, and that went on way longer than we meant for it to because we're so excited about being a part of Peegs.
2: Yeah, it's like one of those things where I feel like we fooled Mike into partnering with us because we would have given them love no matter what. We it's, have been. We've already been making the
0: mentions. It's now just, it's it's a formal thing. Now we'll get in trouble if we don't. Not to mention,
2: I do think I've given Mike and Peegs more money than I've given any website ever, including Amazon. I mean, I feel like I've been a subscriber to Peegs since, like you said last time, the internet was invented.
0: Yeah, well... Th- I've, I've noticed that my traffic on other sites has plummeted since you introduced me to Piegs a few years ago. Not even just sports sites, any other sites. I, just generally my attention goes first and foremost, secondly and thirdly to Piegs. And then if I've gone through the forum all the way, like deep, d- deep into the, the deepest when of you see threads.
2: That, when you see that numbers of how many pages there are of responses, you got to get to eight. If you see one, two, dot, 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 eight, got to hit them all.
0: And, and that's usually way too many hours in my day. Or, as I like to think of it, the perfect amount.
2: But in all honesty, if anybody is listening to our podcast, that means they're a Hoosier hysteric. They love Indiana basketball. If you love Indiana basketball and you do not go and subscribe to com and at least check it, I don't know, 18 to 19 times an hour, 18 to 20. It's weird to say 18 to 19 there's no in between of 18 to 19. eight let's say 18 to 30 <laughs> times an hour then you're not a real basketball an Indiana basketball fan
0: well yeah 18 and a half I think you're you're hitting refresh and then your mom calls yeah and, and, you, get and you jump off just as it's starting to load but you're you're only hurting yourself if you're not a premium member because it's the best thing you could possibly
2: do for your fanhood you want you want Brian Snow's weekly updates. I, you want... I
0: can we talk about Brian for a second? Sure, I love him. I love him. Never, He's never met the guy. We're gonna in get person. him on the podcast. I saw him across the gym at Southport South his I, event. I was a little too nervous to approach, but maybe because I thought he'd be sort of caustic with me. I, I just love not just his personality that comes through in his words on page but the information like he's so smart about it and so funny with having a bit of, a bit of a swagger to him
2: he's definitely got a swagger he does not like people do you think he'd like us do you think he'd i mean you look i don't want to i don't want to name drop here but i text with brian snow a little bit Go! Oh, i man. don't wanna look so he at least likes you I'll just I, look. I said it. We texted. I didn't say he liked me. <laughs> is he as witty
0: and informed on his text? He's got a
2: great sense of humor. Great. We love Pigs. If you're an Indiana sports fan, go to pigs. It's your one stop shop. It has, like Ward says, it will replace all your needs for any news. If you go to CNN every morning, no need. Pigs is all you need. Uh, with that said, let's get on with today's podcast.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a special guest this week on the podcast. Eric, would you like to uh, set the listeners up with who this gentleman and who this gentleman's mother
2: are? I absolutely would. This is the first one of its kind that we have done on the Hoosier Hysterics podcast. It's very, very exciting. We have only spoken to ourselves and former Hoosier legends. That is what we've done on this podcast. But today... We get to speak to a future Hoosier legend and the reason that he's going to be a future Hoosier legend, his mother. So no pressure, no pressure. Please (laughs) welcome future Hoosier legend and recruit coming to Indiana in the 2019 class. Please welcome Armand Franklin and his mother, India Franklin.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Thank you. So, Armand, you're going to have to be quiet for just a couple minutes because we got to talk to mom first. <laughs>
3: I'm, fine with, that. I'm Th- fine with that.
2: That is just how it's going to be here, all right? I was taught to respect our mothers, and that's what we're going to have to do.
1: There we go. <laughs> all right.
2: So, India. Yes. You are the mom of a son who is going to play for the greatest college basketball program of all time i don't care what anyone else says in the history of the world in the history of the world <laughs> what does it feel like
1: um we're pretty excited um this the coaching staff the players they have all been extremely uh great to us um from the time they started recruiting armand up until he signed his letter of intent and then it continued after that like they didn't just you know, stop talking to us and stop calling us and checking on us. Once the ink was dry, they still call him. They still call me, you know, and, and we still get to go down. We we watch games. We visit with them after the game. So it's just been awesome. It, it was an awesome experience.
0: So let's go back to the beginning of this journey. And we know the journey doesn't start without, without mom. Uh, India, when did you first start to see a special talent in your son and what did you do to encourage that?
1: Okay, so I have to be honest. The first sign that I saw, I did not encourage it. He <laughs> <But laughs> he he was he has older brothers. Um, they're nine and 10 years older than him, and they were playing in a church league. And there were some kids that were six and seven, and he was four. And he kept asking me, could he try out? Could he go play with them? And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And he just just kept bugging me, and so I got the body idea. I said, "Well, he's four, and they're six and seven. They're, you know, they're three years older, three or four years older than him." So I went to the guy that was running it, and I said, "Hey," and I, and I literally winked at him. I said, "Hey, he wants to try out, and if he can do the stuff, you know, that the other kids are doing, then I'm. Then is it okay if he joins the team?" He got out there, he tried out, and he he killed it. He nailed it, and I was in shock. And I was like. That's not the way I wanted it to kind of go, because I was already busy with the older two. And so at four, he was playing with six- and seven-year-olds. And I knew then, um, and I actually kind of knew before then. When he was six months old, and we lived in Houston, Texas, and my sister uh, played for the uh, Houston Comets, and he was six months old. And he would sit and watch the game. He wasn't squirming. He wasn't crying. He wasn't trying to get out or get into anything. He literally, his head was moving you know, as they passed him and to go to one end of the court, his head would move to that end. As they went back to the other side of the court, his head was moving, and he he just watched the game. And I was just like, "Wow, this is weird and different." But I was cool that I didn't have a crying baby. So,
2: <laughs> Armand, you don't remember that at six months old. You don't remember that, right? I remember none of it.
0: <laughs> what, Armand? When do you remember the first spark of joy of passion for basketball that you felt?
3: Uh, I have to say when we moved to south bend, indiana and i was playing like in this little league and i was still one of the younger kids but i was just having so much fun playing um i wasn't the best kid cuz everybody was older than me but i was just love being on court so i was more of a defensive guy back then so
2: we like that. Keep that up. <laughs> we need that. Uh so so i have to ask you lived in houston for a little bit. When did you how old was Armand when you moved to indiana?
1: Um, he was actually still four because he has a late birthday. Got it. Um, so we moved here when he was four and probably about to turn five a little later in the year. Um,
2: In India and
1: been in Houston for about four or five years. Yeah.
2: India, did you have any idea what basketball meant to the state of Indiana? Did you have any sense for that before you moved there? And once you did move there, how quickly did it take you to realize Oh, basketball's something else here.
1: Um, I did not coming from Houston. You know, um, everything is is huge there. Basketball is huge there. Football is huge there. I mean, it it was just a lot going on um, in Houston. And when I moved to Indiana, I I literally had no no idea. And I'm I'm originally from Michigan, so Michigan is pretty big in basketball. Um, It was back then when I was in high school, so. Um, coming to Indiana, I had no idea, but once I got here and, and you, and you hear about the legends and then, uh, you know, we were in South Bend for a while until our mind, uh, a year before we moved, kept telling people we were moving to in Indi- Indianapolis and, and people kept asking me, are you moving? I'm like, no, why do you, why do you guys keep asking me that? <laughs> <laughs> and it was because my son had for a whole year went around telling people that we were moving to Indiana, Indianapolis um indiana and and it's weird because a year later uh we actually moved
2: armand why were you telling people you were moving to indiana indianapolis indianapolis
3: um i was playing with an aau team out of indianapolis and uh i just loved coming up here being with my aau teammates so i was like hey, i'm just gonna start spreading the rumor that we're moving
2: <laughs> did you think that if you spread the rumor that eventually your mom would just listen to it and move to indianapolis
3: uh, I had no idea. Uh, she never entertained the thought until, I don't know when, but I don't know somehow I spoke it into existence.
0: I like that. Yeah, metaphysical <laughs> engineering. Let me let me ask you a little bit about AAU because it's something that gets talked about so so much around the recruitment of a player and in the summers. But, like most listeners, I really haven't been around it at all so what's mm-hmm. what's that experience like for a developing basketball player? How do you choose what team you're going to be on, and then what's the summer like running around with your aAU team?
3: um choosing a team to be on uh I don't know it was kind of it was kind of hard. I usually always play with my friends, and my friends were pretty pretty skilled players too, so I mean we would always play on the same team but just like traveling around some of your best friends just playing basketball doing what you love to do it's just it's just all around fun you know play around the hotels but when you get on the court you guys are just having fun
2: so Armand I played basketball in St. Louis Missouri in high school and the AAU circuit wasn't like a big deal when I was a kid I'm plenty older than you (laughs) but uh, it was always fun for me I loved playing basketball but it it was always fun for me because I knew there was never any future in it for me. But I played with guys who definitely went to the next level, and I knew I knew that they were going to play at Division I level, and they knew they were going to play at Division one level, and they stopped playing with me at the point where they realized that. <laughs> so at some point for you, something had to switch where you realized, okay, this is fun, but also oh, there's a future in this for me beyond just having fun with my friends. When did that light bulb ever go off for you, or is it still just pure fun for you?
3: Um, It was a point where I was like, it's time to like really get serious. But at the same time, me and my friends all had the same goals in the end, and that was to, to play college Division one basketball or football because we played a lot of sports growing up. So it was just one of those two. So it was just we basically all had the
2: same goals growing up. And mom, what about you? When did you realize, oh, this this is uh, he's not just better than the guys he's playing with. He's gonna play. He's gonna get a scholarship from playing basketball. When did that moment happen?
1: Um, it's the same circle of friends that he has. His 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 basketball friends and and their parents. We're all very very close. Uh, and these are the the people in South Bend. Um, and and the guy that was coaching him in all sports just kept telling me he kept telling me he's like he's a special kid he's a special kid and and you know i was like yeah okay you know you know you just think people are just saying that but i i realized that he his basketball iq his court awareness at a young age was uh was was a little bit different and i was like well okay i i kind of see it but we'll see you know um and he was one of those kids at the age of three and four. He was up watching Sports Center every morning before he went to daycare or went to school, like every morning. I always thought that was weird too. Um, <laughs> I'm Like, what kid gets up at? at I mean, what three year old is watching Sports Center? Like, it was a routine. Um, and so I kept having to play back some things, and I was like, oh, so maybe you know, maybe it was it was early on. And I just didn't realize it. But as he got older um, and he became more serious about it, you know, he's taking the losses a little harder. He's wanting to, mom, find me a trainer. I need to get better. Um, then I realized he was definitely, it was definitely going to be a journey for us. And and the, he's right. The goal has always been, you know, to get a division one scholarship or, you know, go to a school and, and make sure, you know, He's got both four years and he gets to do what he loves to do for
2: four years or, or I, less.: I have to ask, Armand, you're talking right now to two. I'm six, one, we're, what are you? Six feet? Yep. We're, <laughs> we're, we're two six feet white guys. I've got a vertical leap of like three or four centimeters. <laughs> That's about which,
0: which doubles mine.
2: Yeah, so and I'm talking off one foot or two feet. doesn't matter. <laughs> I gotta know, when was the first time you dunked the basketball? And what does that feel like?
3: Um, the first time I dunked a basketball was my freshman year. Um, we were doing a drill.
2: So wait, wait, you're 14 years old or so?
3: Uh yeah, I was about yeah. fourteen or maybe just turned fifteen. Okay. Um, we were in practice doing a drill and then I see not to I see one of the uh the lesser athletic kids dunk. The, the and, ward and the Eric yeah, ward in the air on your Eric.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: One of the lesser athletic kids dunk. I was like, all right, I, I gotta try it. I've never tried it before. I mean I've tried, but I've just been unsuccessful at a, and then I see him do it, I was like, all right, I feel like a whole bunch of adrenaline go through my legs I just go up and dunk it. The whole practice just like pauses and just looks at me like, Did he just did he just dunk? <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I'm just sitting there hanging on the rim. I didn't want to come down. It was just, it was just a good feeling.
0: How did you, did you do it again right away to make sure you could?
3: No, I couldn't do it again.
2: Oh. I couldn't. I, Armand, I, I don't know how to explain this to you, but I played basketball my whole life up until, you know, I, was, I had to actually get a job because I knew it wasn't going to be basketball. But I <laughs> – I have dreams. I have dreams about what it's like to dunk the basketball. That's not a joke. I dream about jumping, and I feel like I can get there. My dad my dad, told me he has the same dream. He's a 5'9 Jewish white guy, and he has the same dream. We just have these dreams of actually rising up and wrapping our hands around the rim, and like you said, never coming down, just hanging on it. So, I'm jealous of you. Don't take that for granted.
0: Even even as a freshman, you were eclipsing <laughs> our dreams. Yeah. So, so now before we get into <laughs> the recruitment and all that good stuff. We're going to get into that, uh, but here you are. Uh, you're in your senior year at Cathedral, uh, a great sports school there in Indianapolis. Uh last I checked, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are like 18 and 5, ranked 5th in the state. Is that all up to date?
3: Yeah.
0: So as yes. you okay excellent well done so far now as you head into the tourney what what's what's the goal what's the plan
3: um uh, we just got to take it one game at a time i think we pretty much have the hardest ro- route to state um so we Why have is to that? go through the team that put um uh, our first game is the team that put us out the tournament last year and then if we win that, we play the Defendant State Champions in uh, Warren Central. And then if we win that, we play um, the team that beat the Defendant State Champions, the Champions in the regular season. So I think those three games are tough right there. So I think we just got to take it one game at a time.
0: And are these uh, – I forget because I was still just at the end of the single-class basketball era. And now that it's divided into classes, mm-hmm. where are these games played?
3: Uh, these games are played at Lawrence North. Yeah, we play at Lawrence North starting next Tuesday.
2: I I want to um, take a step back a little bit, Armand, and talk about your love of basketball growing up. I assume you watched a lot of NBA basketball. Who were the players that you watched when you were growing up? Who were who were the guys that you uh, idolized a little bit?
3: Uh, growing up, my favorite player was uh, Ray. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was just I don't know what it was, but I think he just played the game so smooth and had a nice jump shot
2: and it was just he was just fun to watch as a kid. Otherwise known as Jesus Shuttleworth. Jesus Shuttleworth, <laughs> That's right. Did you did you see Armand him at the uh the the Legends game in the All Star Weekend and he was still drilling threes from like thirty feet?
3: Yeah, that's that's why he's that's why he's one of my favorite players ever.
0: Now now do you do you model your game at all off, off of him or there other players it's sort of amalgamation of you see well i got i want to do a little bit of what he does and a little bit of what he does current or former players
3: um i've never really modeled myself after him i think i think i model myself like i just take a lot of things from different people's games but um i don't know who i would compare myself to playing right now it's, it'd be tough. I don't
2: know. You don't need to. You're going to be the first Armand Franklin. That's what matters. (laughs) (laughs) So mom, I got to go back a little bit beyond basketball. Give us some insight into what your son is like. What kind of kid is Armand? What, what are we getting here for, for us, Indiana Hoosier faithful? What kind of kid was he growing up?
1: He was very, he was pretty quiet. Um, I've never had, and he's not perfect, but I've never had any problems out of him um he's never really got in trouble in school he still hasn't he's just a quiet but funny uh funny kid he um he's older brother so he's a little bit more mature than most kids his age um like when he was little he was a little bit more mature because his brothers were nine and ten years older than him and then all all their friends kind of you know included him in a lot of things um and because they all played sports so um he's well-rounded um and he's still pretty quiet i mean we have our fun right here in the house and likes to eat
2: <laughs> oh yeah what do we, uh, we eat are we are we uh, what do we like to eat armand what's the food of choice i think my go-to would be like baked chicken wow and
3: cheese and some mashed, that's mashed potatoes yeah
2: I, I like that. Like the go-to meal, the big chicken, here. the big chicken first. That's a pretty healthy choice for a for a kid. That's pretty yeah, good.
3: I'm not i I'm not a big I'm not a big fried chicken guy.
2: Okay, what about pizza? Are we into pizza?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big. Uh, I like Papa John's. Well, because
0: going into Bloomington, it's yeah. like as much as the reputation is for basketball down there. Oh, the pizza's not far behind.
2: Yeah, I got to tell you, and this year the pizza's a whole lot better than the basketball. <laughs> I like hey this is
0: this is why we're so excited that you're coming down there there's gonna we
2: are honest we like to have a little fun we need Armand there we need his buddy Trace like everything's gonna work out fine and we have to get through it by laughing a little bit that's how we get through it (laughs)
0: <laughs> now how much are you guys uh, engaged with what's going on in bloomington this year because that's about to become your life but you've got the state tourney coming up uh you know how, how much do you because we're obsessive about it clearly um are you able to sort of be like you know what uh come down for some games s- see the style of play archie's starting to implement but it, is your focus really just uh on what you have to do here this senior year
3: um, it's like a balance. Uh, I still focus on what I have to do for my senior year, but I also still pay attention to how the team's doing and what they like to do and just try to pick up on, uh, my future teammates tendencies and where they like to get the ball and stuff like that. So it's just like pre- preparing for your senior year and preparing for a college at the same time.
2: So let's back up and talk about how, uh, Indiana university first came into your life. Uh, and mom or Armand, you can talk about this. When was the first time that, Archie or anybody from Indiana University really made it known that we're going to recruit you.
3: Um, they came. They came to a game when we played uh, South Bend Riley and the uh, the Uh, I think that was the first time they watched me play, and then we talked for a little bit after the game, and they just told me that they they were really interested and really liked me, and just wanted to start to build a relationship with each other.
2: And who was the first person who reached out to you?
3: Uh, the first person was uh, Coach Ostrom, and then a couple of days later, Coach Archie uh, reached out.
2: And, and I have to ask, and and Mom, I'd love your take on this too. Obviously, you weren't uh-huh. boor, you weren't born in Indiana, but you're playing basketball in Indiana. You know, it's a big deal. Did the history of Indiana University mean anything to you when those conversations first started, or was everybody that was recruiting you basically on a level playing field?
1: Um when we first started everybody, we put everybody on the same field and it was a lot of homework for me because we, we took about five, was it five visits? Took about five unofficial visits and I had, a, and, and and they will tell you, cause the coaches laughed at me because I had a, I had a notebook that I would carry with me full of questions and I I would take notes. I would take three and four pages of notes on each, from each visit. Um, give us an example important to me because <laughs> you yeah, give us an example of like some uh, of the
2: questions you wanted Archie uh, or Indiana to answer. Give us some of those.
1: Um, my first question was always about academics and, and how uh, as freshmen coming in, um, how the study table is run, how, how, how they do their classes, how does, how, how are they able to balance class road trips you know, and, and and practice and things like that. How are the professors kind of towards the athletes knowing that they travel um, and they do miss classes here and there? Um, and so I was all about the academics. And did I, you... in, in my world, basketball would, would kind of take care of itself, but I did have basketball questions.
0: Well, and, and do, do you guys already have a sense of uh, what Armand would like to study?
2: Uh, something along the lines of like sports management. Cool. Well, you're going to be yeah. in a good place. There's a lot of resources there. Yeah. Uh, so so, Coach Ostrom reaches out to you, says we want to build a relationship. How does that um start to work? Uh, India, are they reaching out to you as well to try to... We've heard that Archie and the team and the staff there recruit the family as much as they recruit the player. Is that they happening? So, so talk us yeah, through that. What does that mean exactly?
1: Um, it, it starts with you know, Ostrom and coach Ostrom and, and coach Miller, um, having conversations and, and, and getting to know me, you know, you know, they, and they've done their homework too. Cause they knew I was from Flint, Michigan. They knew I was a Michigan graduate. I graduated from the U of M, um, university of Michigan. So I'm a Michigan alum. Yeah. We're not going to hold worry. that against you.
2: We're not going to hold it against you. <laughs> so they were aware of that. It's too um, bad. You couldn't get into Indiana. <laughs> Back then I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But they start building relationships by, you know, calling and, and, and you know, asking me questions and then uh, talking about, you know, the program um, and making sure that, you know, we get down there to see the campus, get down and catch some games, you know, spend some time talking to them while we're down there, talk to the players, you know, talk to the other staff members. And the key thing for me during recruitment um, that I can remember was, because I, I would have never thought Indiana, I mean, I just would have never thought. it's nothing. It was nothing on my radar. It might have been on Amon's radar, but it wasn't on my radar like that. But when we went for our unofficial and our official visit, the staff was with us the entire time. Archie led some of the tour. He talked about the buildings. He talked about, you know, so, to have a head coach and a whole coaching staff engaged in both of your visits, that means a lot. That that says something. That speaks volumes. Because all coaches don't do that. I was just going to say, so, don't do that.
2: so that that wasn't the case. I'm curious as to how, and you don't have to give us specific names, but I'm curious as to how it differed from Archie and Coach Ostrom recruiting you versus some of the other schools. Did they all want to build the relationship with you, India, or was it? did it feel different with Coach Miller and, and Indiana staff—they
1: all do. They all well. Some called more than others, um, and you know, everybody of course calls our mind, right? Right. So, but some some coaches there. The, some coaches called me. The um, smart the other, smart
0: coaches did.
1: Right. They called and built a relationship with me because I am, you know, I'm essential to to this process too because we we actually sit down. At the end, we actually sat down and we did our pros and cons on, on, like, I think when he was down to his final four, we did our pros and cons on that. And then when he was down to his final two, we, we sat and did the same thing. Um, and, of course, I had my notebook and I can go back to my notes and, you know, we can talk about some things. But, you know, I, and I always told them, like, I, I have always, ever since our mind started playing sports, I'm that mom. I travel with my kid. Like, when he gets to IU, as many games as I can drive to, I'm driving to. As many games as I can fly to, I'm flying to. I will always be in the stands. I am probably his biggest cheerleader.
2: (laughs) That's great.
0: Well, and and we hear from the outside all the the hoopla that goes on around the recruiting process. It seems like it could be potentially stressful. But for the two of you and the way you've negotiated it and and your relationship, it sounds like it's something that maybe – as has brought you guys even closer and you've you've collaborated on it was it was it pleasant for you eventually reaching this decision or was it something you just wanted to get over with i'm
1: gonna let armand start with that um
2: you better say it was good to be doing it with your mom armand that's the answer here
1: it was all right
2: <laughs> that's why she let you answer first she wanted to see if you were going to step in it
3: no it was it was a good experience uh Just both of us taking in something new together. Uh, It was just really eye-opening what all these colleges have to offer and how much they want us to be a part of their family, I guess. But it was – it got stressful at some points. But for the most part, it was – it was just – I would say it was – I don't know. It was just interesting.
2: So I've got to ask, when you're sitting down and doing your pro-cons list, and this one, Armand, take this first – what were the biggest pros for Indiana when you were putting that down on the list? What was it that stuck out for you on that side of the ledger for IU?
3: Um, I think one of them was it's a hometown school close to close to home. So my mom could be able to see me. That was one, but, um, others were like, uh, built a good relationship with coach Miller, uh, and the whole coaching staff really, uh, I know some of the players on the team. I grew up around Demezy and, like me and Demisi have been cool since we were younger, um, and then basketball side of it, uh, Coach Miller, I saw what he was trying to build and trying to build with uh, with the new program, and I just really liked his vision and what he had planned for the future. So, I think those were the biggest things.
2: I gotta ask a couple things that we've heard about in the recruiting process. Number one, what did you think when you walked in when they walked you into that brand new locker room at IU this year?
3: <laughs> uh. I didn't get a chance to see the old locker room,
2: Okay. but I'm
3: pretty, pretty sure they said it was terrible.
2: Yeah, here's, here's how you have to envision the old locker room. You know what the new locker room looks like, right? Yeah. Think yeah. about the opposite of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm sure it was like a nice upgrade, but yeah, it was really nice seeing the new locker room for the first time.
2: Did they put your name like on the screens and stuff? What did they do?
3: Um, they didn't have my names on the screens. I just took uh, I did a lot of photo
2: shoots. Yeah, we saw some photos that, of you yeah. and your mom in front of the IU, in front of the <laughs> eye on the floor. We love those. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it was just not getting my name on. It was just a lot of photo shoots, like being in the jerseys and just picturing yourself out on the court.
1: And and part of that was that when we took our unofficial, they were still working on it, so right. it wasn't even complete then. So we kind of had to. We, we we got a a video kind of a video
2: like a thing. rendering right like a model yeah. yeah
1: yes Um, and so we were able to look at that and then I think by the time we came back I'm trying to figure out I'm not even sure when we went to who's your hysteria it was done.
2: Yeah, I think so, that's right when they finished and... it. So
1: yeah I so keep... it was so it was amazing.
0: I keep thinking of these things locker rooms, academics, uh, basketball scheme in terms of what's going to be happening on the court. I can't help but feel for both of you, and I'd like you to, to weigh in. We don't get a great idea of what Archie is like as a person. We get these press conferences, which are pretty much all business, and then a uh-huh. court, courtside manner. How important was it, like just in your gut, how you guys clicked with Archie and the rest of the staff personally? Are they, you know, fun guys? Is, are you smiling? Are you laughing some? Is that part of, uh, of what's going on in there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Archie's pretty funny. Um, uh, and the staff is very warm and, and welcoming. And for me, Archie's funny, but he's about business. Like he's he's that business coach. Like he he will he will laugh and joke, but he's serious about what he's trying to build. He's serious about his vision, and I get that from him. Um, the, the The rest of the staff will give you kind of the super warm and fuzzy, um, you know, because you have to balance that. Um, but the 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 other thing for me was the that people never never really pay attention to, is that their spouses were awesome. Like the first time I got to go, I think it was our unofficial visit. No, it might've been our official visit. It was both. It was actually both. Um, I felt like they were old friends. Like I was hanging out with some of my old girlfriends.
2: That's cool. That,
1: that's how warm and friendly they were. Like, I enjoy, like when I go back, I look for them. Like he can go with the team. I'm looking for the wives because they're a lot of fun and they're just they're so warm and welcoming um i enjoy hanging out with them
2: it's also got to help i would think and and i don't know all the schools that recruited you but archie is young i mean he is a young head coach so yeah he's our
0: age so we consider him very (laughs) young very young very very
2: young but (laughs) but that's got to feel um, you know, when I when I was at IU and Coach Knight, Bobby Knight was the coach. It felt like he was from a different world. Like I could never imagine him relating to kids. He was just the authoritative coach,
0: right? And and our grandpa
2: basically, yes, and a scary grandpa. Whereas Archie <laughs> and the staff and the spouses, like you said, they do feel like not so much for Armand, but for you, India, people that you could hang out with.
1: Yes absolutely they they uh he is young um and and like i said he's got he's got a great vision um and i get it or mine gets it but yeah they he i feel like he does he's able to relate to the the players uh
2: yeah armand i have to ask you this i hear that we heard things about recruiting like the training tables are important the kind of food is that is was that an important thing for you um it was um training
3: tables and then, like, the weight room because they were showing me, like, all the freshmen, like, before they started with the weight program and then after, and they just made some significant changes. And yeah. I like to eat a lot, so that, that helps, too. It,
2: it looks what like the? Rob... Lots of, lots of baked chicken there. A lot of I'm, baked I've, chicken, I've that heard. I heard. <laughs> um, it does look like Cliff Marshall is a stud. Is that the yeah. sense you get from him?
1: He he is awesome. Like, like literally, he was one of the... He was one of the he was one of the reasons too that that made the visit so great and it's not just his resume is is fantastic but just his personality his his spirituality his he he's just awesome like i, I love him <laughs>
2: armand, armand same thing
3: yeah he's he's a very positive guy no matter what so i think we and him got along well and then he continues to check up on me like Basically, like the coaches do. So, and uh,
0: now, and and now, uh, in terms of that interaction with the coaching and the staff, how much do you have with say uh, any of the players on the team? Is there mm-hmm. is there texting going on there? And also, you know, you you mentioned Demezi and then looking at Trace next year, how much do you guys sort of start to to get going here while you're still in high school, talking about what you want to do in your time together when you get down there?
3: Um. I think a couple – I visited a couple of times after I had committed just to like go down and hang with the guys and get a good feel for them. So I think we have a good relationship. Uh, I mean, I still, still talk to them sometimes. Uh, but me and Trace just talk about next year and how we got to come in and just be ready to put in the work and just get IU back to that level where they used to be.
2: So let's talk about Trace for a second. Actually, before I get to Trace, I have this question that I was curious about. We're lunatics, and we follow recruiting as much as we can. With We follow all these sites like peegs.com, which is which we are partners with now, and, and we love peegs. But at the time of your recruitment, you were being recruited at the same time that a player, Brandon Newman, was being recruited. I assume you and Brandon know each other well? Yeah,
3: we played on the same
2: AAU team. So there was a lot of talk, and I would love for you to tell us if this is true or not, but there was a lot of talk that it was either going to be you or Brandon who took the scholarship at Indiana and it kind of mattered who accepted first. Did that at all play into your decision? Was that on your radar at all when you were making your decision?
3: Um, no, I wouldn't say it was. Uh me and Brandon are, me and Brandon got a built a close relationship over the summer and over the time we played together. So I mean, it was just, at the end of the day, it just came down to what was best for me. And when I felt like I was ready to make that decision, I made it. I like that.
1: We stuck stuck to our timeline. We didn't let anybody rush us into their timeline or their time frame. Um, We we, we pretty much, going into it, said, hey, this is what we're doing. This is our timeline, and we're going to stick to our timeline. It's important for us to stick to our timeline because that means that we We do a thorough job and we do our homework and we do it well so that we make, you know, the best decision,
0: which clearly you did. Now, (laughs) uh, how how difficult is it, uh, Arman and, and maybe India? You I don't know how much you participate as well in the social media realm. How hard is it? to sort of block out all the noise and chatter from people who want you to do this or not do that and just focus in on what you have to do, whether it's right now as a player or decisions you're going to make for the future. Is that a real obstacle in this day and age of being a good high school basketball player?
3: Uh, yeah, I think it definitely is. Usually usually it's the kids who, uh, who have to basically block out the noise. I'm still trying to work on my mom with that because uh, she has the... She has the Twitter finger sometimes when somebody says something bad about me, but
2: I gotta tell you though, your mom follows us on on Twitter, so we are all for her on Twitter. <laughs> when she yes. when I get a like from India, I it makes me a happy guy.
1: Oh, thank you. She
3: she can get the Twitter fingers
2: sometimes. But we're we're working on that with her, right? Now. I have
1: been a, I have been a lot better. I have I I, I got my thick
2: I don't know how you do it, India, because I gotta tell you, I've now talked to Arman for 35 minutes or so. If I go online tonight and I see somebody even like spell his name wrong, I'm going to (laughs) lose my mind at them. Like Armand, I'm going to believe me. I'm a, I'm a, I got your back now, guy. What
1: happens for me is I realize everybody's entitled to their opinion. Like my thing is, as long as you don't call my son out out of his name, I'm going to ignore you. And, and what's been happening. Like I, I, I understand people are frustrated with IU, the players, the coaches, maybe, or whatever, But as a fan, I feel like you can't be a fair weather fan. You have to understand certain things about injuries and who's healthy. And when you got a lot of your players unhealthy, your practices are different based on who can practice. And there's so much more that goes into it than, you know, just getting out there and and having a good showing. You know, there's so much more to it. So I try to I I see the I see the naysayers I see kind of the noise and then I'm just like hey I'm just I'm gonna support them well, I'm gonna be the loudest one in the in the stands I'm the loudest one in our stands now
2: <laughs> so
1: I'm not gonna stop being loud and I'm gonna cheer I'm gonna support um the, the kids go through enough because they're kids you know and adults um sometimes don't realize that that they're kids they're human. And nope. that you have to be careful what you say to them and about them. And, and like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but I'm just going to support hands down.
0: Well, and it's, it's such a hot take culture and, and, 99% of those people spouting off like that, they just don't know the game. They don't know the process. And Eric and I have been lucky enough to speak to a lot of former players lately, and everybody knows what this process is and how crucial right. it is for, for Archie to get his his guys in there. And with the two coming in next year, you know, anybody who's really takes a step back from a given game or a given play and looks at the not only the talent but the character of of these guys coming in we're we're all really excited about the future we're just sad you're not down there already right now <laughs>
2: also remember the Kardashians are like successful that means people are stupid <laughs> <laughs> most people are dumb that's just the truth and all of them are on twitter so you have to ignore <laughs> most of that now yeah you do let's let's move on to you committed in september september 16th yeah. and uh, a couple months later a gentleman by the name of trace jackson davis commits to indiana as well to join you in the recruiting class how much yeah. did you try to get Trace to commit to indiana
3: Uh, Trace was the first person that I worked on after I committed. Uh, I knew, I felt like he was leaning towards here and then I just continued to get push on him. But I mean, the day he committed, I really, I really didn't like him because we were playing each other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's right. Now, Armand, did you not know, honestly, did you, don't give me like the media nice answer. Did you not know that he was committing?
3: Um, I didn't know he was going to do it that day.
2: But you knew he was coming to Indiana. Come on,
3: I, I got the feeling that he was. Yeah, you're being nice. You knew,
2: <laughs> you knew. All right, what, no, what, no, uh, wait, wait. I got to ask. Okay, yeah, All right, yeah. We're here, going there. Here it comes. <laughs> we we got, we got to talk about Keon. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> now I know he's uncommitted. I know he went to Kentucky. Oh, and, everybody's going crazy yeah, about the yeah. Kentucky visit. But Armand. Yeah. Let me let me ask a couple questions here. First of all, is there anything Ward and I can do in this? What can we do to help this?
1: Just keep just keep tweeting out. Yeah. Come on, Keon, come on, Keon. Keep oh. showing
0: him love.
2: All right. Now here's the question I'm gonna ask you, Armand. That feeling that you had that Trace was coming to Indiana, you got any similar feeling with Keon? Keon is a little different. Um
3: he doesn't he doesn't throw hints. He, he, he's he's pretty much quiet about it so i mean it was it's, it's it's tough to read him
2: that's why we should just call him on a three-way right now right <laughs> let's just get him on the horn let's just end this debacle right now there's just way too many adults who are worried about where keon's going we got to end this
0: now, it's what, in theory, us adults do for fun is, is, uh, is follow what you guys do and where you're committing and ultimately the basketball team you'll be playing uh, for at Indiana. It doesn't turn into fun a lot of times when you hear these people going crazy about certain things. But for you, what do you do to, to have fun, to relax, to get away from all this noise?
3: I stay off social media. Um, smart, <laughs> smart, smart, smart. <laughs> except, except for
2: follow us. But, but yeah. besides following us, stay off social media.
3: I got you. But yeah, um, I don't know. Though, I just, I just take a break from social media when I see after we either have like a like a bad game or something. But you gotta realize it's it's only year two. We, I mean, I don't know if people thought it was gonna be changed at the job of a hat, but I mean. It's, it's, it's got to be a complete culture change. So I think we're just improving on it and just got to work on it.
2: So, Armand, what about uh, you, a video what, what, game guy? Yeah, you do games? Uh, Not really. Okay. No, I, I like mean, this.
3: I, I, play, I play sometimes. What do you play? You a Fortnite guy? Uh, I absolutely
2: hate Fortnite. <laughs> yes, good. I'm liking you more and more. <laughs> you you seem Armand. You seem like you're a bit of a throwback. Like everything I've read about you, the way your mom talks about you, the fact that baked chicken was the first food you threw out. You're you're you seem like you're you've got some old school in you. Do, would you would you call yourself old school a little bit?
3: I got an old soul. Yeah,
2: I like yes. that. I agree. <laughs> old, old. What about movies? Are you in? Do you like move? What TV shows? Books? Do you, watch? Do you
3: read books? Uh, I'm a big. movie. Movie guy. Uh, I love watching movies. I can sit in my room and watch movies all day. Mm.
2: Give us your top three favorite movies of all time on the spot. Go
3: Nemo. Um, nice. Rush Hour. And,
2: Fun. Ooh,
3: uh, third one. My uh, Kangaroo Jack. Wow. oh, oh Nice. nice. <laughs> now, now I gotta, when you
0: throw out Rush Hour, I got to ask have you ever seen Rumble in the Bronx, Jackie Chan? Uh, I have not check it out. That was the one that made me fall in love with Jackie Chan. Because Rush Hour was more like when I was high school or just out here. But yeah. if you enjoyed Rush Hour, I th- I implore you to watch Rumble in the Bronx. It's awesome. I might have to check it out. Mom, what about you? What do you
2: do for fun?
1: Um, me, I am a I, I'm into crafting, and and not uh like I like to bling out my t shirts, bling out my shoes. Um, just recently I made a, a rose teddy bear for some for somebody to give to somebody else. That's nice. Um, other than that, I, I watch a lot of sports. I'm a sports fanatic.
2: And who do you, professional college? What, what's your favorite?
1: Um, I love NCAA basketball. I, um, I love NCAA football. Um,
2: Let, let's stick on NCAA basketball for a second because there's a couple things. I don't know in the recruitment process if they fully uh, explain to you what has to happen now as a Indiana Hoosier. But here are a couple uh, tips. <laughs> you have to, both of you, with an unbridled hatred, you have to hate <laughs> Purdue, mm-hmm. Kentucky. Yes. Ohio State? L- Ohio State, sure basically everyone else you have to hate and it kind of the hate starts with a geographical
0: like they could like gonzaga okay as yeah. long as we're not playing gonzaga yeah.
2: but but Arman, i need to understand in india you too do you feel the hatred that you need to have for those other teams are you starting to feel that
3: i i feel it but I also my, my best friend is a Purdue commit
2: well <laughs> guess what though he's not your best friend nope, anymore it's <laughs> over Armand I'm I mean, over dude I'm sorry guess what friends are a dime a dozen you just you just made two new friends on this podcast all right so I'm, I'm sorry but what's his name wait who's who is it Brandon Isaiah Thompson. oh Isaiah, Isaiah. yeah no yeah. gone done <laughs> hey
0: y- y- you had a good time together yeah
2: you had a good decade together he can't offer you anything anymore <laughs> Your new best friends are Rob Finnessy, Demisey, Trace, Keon. I mean, I'm just hopeful thinking. <laughs> um, but, but India, are you feel like you're a Michigan person, which is difficult for us here? But know. You, you know, you have to hate Michigan now.
1: Um, I don't know. I,
2: I, whoa, whoa. I. I, I yeah, it's gonna. I, it has to happen. I feel
0: the qualifier is when they're playing Indiana.
2: No, no, no. For
0: an alum, I think that's a fair ask. Yes, I was. Yeah, when
1: they play Indiana, I'm all,
0: I'm all Indiana. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. See, she's already
2: come over. Armand's not even on the team yet. But wait a minute. Did John Beeline recruit you hard?
3: Uh, Not hard. No. Uh, Exactly. India.
2: What more do you need to hate them? I mean they they looked at the sea of of high school basketball players and said we don't want your son. That's that you need to hate them.
1: I will hate them when they play Indiana.
2: All right, and here's what also Wait. I will do. You should revoke your diploma from them and I'll talk to the media school at Indiana. I've got some connections. We'll give you an honorary degree from Indiana University.
1: <laughs> but I worked hard for my degree. I know, I'm just
2: kidding. And the truth is, I got to be honest with you, India. When I was deciding where to go to college, I got into Michigan and Indiana. And my dad, who went to Indiana, desperately wanted me to go to Michigan. Oh, He did. He was like, it's a better school. Go. He did. He was like, you got to go to Michigan. And I didn't because I love Indiana. That's why I went to Indiana.
1: Well, I'm from Michigan. So that's, you know, it was a no brainer for me. Like I was from Michigan. Why not go to Michigan
2: But Armand, so you're hating those other teams, but but you've you've got some friendships that are going to have to be reconciled.
0: (laughs) I have to ask, because these are my two favorite teams of all time ever. It's the Indiana Hoosiers and it's the it's the Colts. Do you guys follow the Colts at all there locally? You've got some cathedral. You've got cathedral alum out on the field. Yeah. I'm just
1: nah, I'm not nah. a Colts fan. I'm not a Colts fan. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan.
0: Nah, that's
1: you get that. I get that.
2: You get that. I do. I get it. Oh, okay. I would root for the Steelers if I cared.
1: I have been like my my entire family, with the exception of Armand. I'm
2: not even gonna say Armand.
0: Um, do you have a team, Armand? I do. Who's your team? I. Be careful. Don't make it the Patriots, please. No, be... no, no. Okay.
3: No. Uh, Oakland Raiders. Oh, oh I like that. That's fine. Like that. They're
0: they're terrible. I'm not threatened by them. <laughs>
1: But we we do share for the Colts, but they're just not my number one
2: team. All I get right, it. All right. Uh, Armand, so so I understand the Isaiah connection, but you have to hate Purdue. And Kentucky is also the big one. you got to hate them. I've, I've, I've never, never been, been a Kentucky fan. fan. Good. I, yeah, I, <laughs> a, What's there to like? I would go f- as far as to say I can't imagine anyone would want to go to Kentucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. No <laughs> one. I can't imagine why anyone would want to do yeah. that. Me either. Exactly.
0: Well, when you when you uh, you look ahead to the offseason here, you're gonna play. uh, You you just get down to Bloomington, right? You just as as soon as you win the state title with Cathedral, you head down to Bloomington.
2: (laughs) I think he's got to graduate high school first. Details. (laughs) Uh,
0: What what do you what do you want to tack over the summer? What do you want to make sure you're that much better on when classes start and practices um, are underway in your game?
3: um definitely uh conditioning that's a big one because the course longer i think i played on an nba court this year and almost died uh <laughs> <laughs> so conditioning has to be one and then um i want to get stronger because the next level of the guys are pretty big and then uh i think on the court would probably be ball handling and then um more consistent three-point shot
2: and from what I understand, your three ball has really improved this year. Yeah, it has. It that's has. that's good. And so, give us a sense of when. I mean, obviously, you're in season, but when you're not in season, when it's just on you to practice, are you going to the gym every day? How many shots are you getting up? Do you have a routine? Are you
0: a gym rat?
3: Uh, yeah. I uh, I, I can't sit in the house all day, and I don't. I'm not really a big fan of going out, so it's like. It's the gym or at home, basically, or hanging out with friends. So, uh, yeah, I'm basically a gym rat. Uh, I get up, I don't know how many shots, but hopefully I'm making a lot while I'm shooting. Otherwise, I'm going to be able to run. I'm going to run. So, I don't know. It's just getting up a lot of shots, making a lot of shots, not just getting them up. So, yeah.
2: What, besides basketball, have you thought about what you're most excited about for just being a student at Indiana University?
3: Um, meet new people. Um Pretty quiet guy, so, I mean, got to open up at some point and just meet some new people, build some new friendships, relationships, all that.
2: Do you know where you're going to live?
3: Uh, I think we'll be living in the Evolve Apartments. Oh, okay.
2: Issue? Cool. Are there, are there the new
0: ones that have been built pretty close to Assembly Hall, right? Yes. Evolve. That's a very cool name. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're nice. Very nice. And are you excited to have access to a place like Cook Hall 24 hours a day?
3: Uh, Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll be one of those guys that go in at midnight or 1 o'clock because I, I like getting my sleep. But um, I think just having the 24-hour access is just only benefit me and not just me, the whole team, basically.
2: And, and India, uh how proud are you of your son?
1: I'm extremely proud of him. It's um he has a story. And, you know, it hasn't always been uh easy for sure. Um you know, we've had some setbacks um and and some things like that. So to come as far as he's come and and especially you know, with with me being a single mom, I'm extremely extremely proud of him. Um, he's worked hard. He's worked hard in the classroom. He's worked hard on the court. You know, he's like I said, he stayed out of trouble. He doesn't give me any trouble. Like the only thing he does that probably gets on my nerves is uh, he, he his his body language sometimes, and then uh, probably keeping his room clean. That's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and, That's it. and our Armand, first of all, uh, that is uh, uh you you were a much easier teenager than i was um how grateful are you to your mom for supporting you through this process what how do you how do you feel uh as you are going to leave home you won't be too far but yeah. but how do you feel about how she's taken you through this whole journey
3: uh she's been awesome uh she's really been there from the beginning literally the beginning uh, <laughs> uh she was there before <laughs> you <laughs> yeah just technically but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's been, been everything, uh, pushing me, getting me trainers, getting me anywhere, sacrificing so much so I could just do what I love to do and play basketball. So I thank her a lot.
0: <laughs> well, That's- we're we're so excited to, to see what you do on the court there next year. But to, after talking to you both, it just makes an Indiana fan feel – so good and take so much heart in the in the team we're rooting for that it's not just like ah did he make it or not it's like a a good kid from a good family and no matter what the results are know that we're behind you guys it's a part of a family you guys are joining now 20 years later a couple of guys who never stepped foot on that court are cheering (laughs) for you from three thousand miles away
2: and 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 i i also want to just tag on that we we've We've been following Indiana basketball our whole lives, and the last 20 years, really, of Indiana basketball has been different and challenging for a number of reasons. And you always hear one thing from everybody who talks about Indiana basketball, that Indiana's got to get back to recruiting Indiana kids. And we had this conversation uh, recently with a former player. Being an Indiana kid doesn't necessarily mean just being a kid who grew up in Indiana. It means a lot more than that. It means the kind of kid who respects his mother. It means the kind of kid that takes the, his academics seriously. Doesn't
0: like Fortnite. Doesn't like Fortnite.
2: <laughs> cares about the jersey and the, the name of the state across the front of that jersey. It's about doing things the right way. And Armand, in preparation for this, I talked to several people in kind of the high school recruiting services and things. And, and also some people from PEGS who have gotten to know you. And all of them talk about just how good of a kid you are and, and how well you're going to represent Indiana University. And from two 40-year-old guys who want nothing more than to have kids like that that we can root for and and future Hoosier legends to be able to say that we talked to when he was a senior in high school, we, we're really rooting for you. We can't wait to see you wearing the candy stripes next year. And uh, we just wish you and your mom nothing but the best.
1: Well, we thank you, and thank you for having us. This was great. Yeah, it was
2: fun. Well, yeah. will you have to promise that you'll come back on when we're talking about Big Ten championships and deep NCAA runs.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And <laughs> and India,
2: while you're screaming and yelling, we'll look for you when we come to the games next year. And uh, The we'll, bedazzles.
0: We'll look for the bedazzles. Yeah, we'll de- for the bedazzles. That, that will definitely be me. <laughs> we will come,
2: and then we'll take you out to Mother Bear's Pizza for some real uh, Bloomington good pizza. <laughs> All
1: right. I'll be prepared for that.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Armand, thank you. Get some sleep. It's a school night. Yeah, see
3: you yeah. night tomorrow. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh, hey, have yeah. fun with that. Nice. Have fun with that. Yeah, good and luck.
0: Good, good luck in the tourney.
2: And India. Thank India. Thank you. Yes. thank you for giving us all Armand and thank you uh for taking oh, the time. Welcome.
1: No, you guys, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Good night. Uh-huh. Good, good night.
0: night. Well, that's really fun to think about those two running around Bloomington starting in the fall. What a great dude. And obviously that's because he has a great mom. He knows where Keon's going. You think so? I think he knows. You wanted to press
2: him more, didn't you? I did, but I felt weird about it.
0: Yeah. When you're talking about kids in high school, you <laughs> yeah, don't you prying don't...
2: them for information <laughs> yeah, on I'm air. Twenty four years older than him. Well, you know, you look good for your age. Thanks. Uh so much fun to talk to a future Hoosier.
0: It really was. We've been talking a lot about present Indiana basketball, which isn't great. The past, which is amazingly great. But to look toward the future and just know that kid's going to be down there next year, it gives me a ray of hope I haven't had in a little
2: while. Let's see. He described himself as a gym rat. His mom couldn't believe that he would just get up that early to go work out in the gym. He doesn't like going out. He doesn't like video games. He stays away from social media. Uh, and his fav- one of his favorite movies is Finding Nemo? That <laughs> seems like a pretty pretty wholesome kid, doesn't uh, he? What in the If my son grows up with half of those things, I-, I think I won the lottery. I will be interested to
0: ask him, after Homecoming in the fall, how he feels about going out.
2: Yeah, good point. That could change real quick. Let's keep him away from Devontae. Hey, uh, is that too much? No, I
0: think that is probably a message that needs to be conveyed to the staff. Yeah,
2: just get keep him, let's bring Cody back. Maybe he can hang out with Cody. Yeah, I... Kent Benson. I, I even feel like, just Rob. Yeah, I, I can hang out with Rob. Because
0: Rob was going down there early scouting out games and getting prepared. Yeah. For, you know, he seemed to have the same head on his shoulders as Rob uh, in this advance kid- of, of coming to Bloomington.
2: I know we don't like talking about Dan Dockage on this podcast, but I did listen to him a little bit today. And one thing he did say that was true, he said that even in Crean's first three years, I'm not going to count Vegas when we went and saw them just...
0: You can't forget about what we saw in Vegas. You can't.
2: But I will say this, and this is true. I enjoyed watching those teams play, except for year year three got tedious. But those first two years, you knew what he was doing. You knew that he was cleaning the decks, right? You knew that that's what he was doing. He got rid of everybody that was a problem and started over. And there was something refreshing about that. Those kids played really hard and had not one iota of the talent of the teams that they were playing against, but they were fun to watch because you knew how hard they were playing. Whoa.
0: We saw them play against Northern Iowa.
2: You know, I'm not counting year three. Okay. I'm not counting year three. Year three was hard and tedious. But the first two years... Those kids played their hearts out, and there was something fun about watching them. This team's tough to watch right now. It's not that fun. And one of the things that's missing is enough guys that we think are going full out, repping Indiana the right way. I have no doubt that the kid that we just talked to, Armand Franklin, is going to represent Indiana the right way. I love his mom. And he
0: seems fun, as the operative word of the moment. Like... I want to watch fun basketball, and I think if he's bringing that personality onto the court, that's got to translate, hopefully, to us watching, but certainly to his teammates.
2: Totally, and I hope he gets rid of that friend, Isaiah Thompson. Oh, uh, that's I, th- I think you probably— Did I did. I drive a stake in that? You took care of that tonight. There is something totally inappropriate about me telling a 17-year-old kid he needs to stop being friends with a Purdue commit. Repeatedly.
0: Yeah. With, with absolute <laughs> conviction. Yeah. Like, I was
2: trying to change the subject. <laughs> Do you think this is the kind of dialogue that Peegs thought he was getting when he made the partnership with us? I
0: I wonder if Peagues has ever listened to us. As soon as I heard he wanted to partner with us, I was just like, wait till he actually hears us.
2: <laughs> well, look, we couldn't be happier that we're partnering with him. If you're still listening to us, the thing you should do right after listening to this podcast is go to Peegs and see if there's any news that's happened in the last hour that you've been listening to this podcast, because I guarantee you something's been posted on Pegs that is worth reading.
0: Well, and even in the last hour, while Eric and I were talking— you should have been refreshing your Peegs feed. Yeah, you can multitask. For sure.
2: We should have been multitasking.
0: Well, I, I can barely do one thing well <laughs> at true. a time. Uh,
2: really fun interview. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at at Hoosier Hysterics. No vowels and hysterics. Uh, make sure you email us if you have any suggestions, questions, hate us, want to tell us how much you hate us. Hoosierhysterics at gmail.com. And, of course, we are now powered by Peegs your turn. Powered by Peaks. Is that, you think that's the winner? That was my favorite one. That's a good one. Uh, Let's hope this partnership continues because these are just too much fun to do.
0: What if he kicks us off before these even make it to air?
2: Could very well happen. We'll still air them with this in it. These will, these will see the light of day. Thanks a lot, guys. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader.